Big Podcast. It's the marketing podcast for podcasters. Big podcast. <laughs> Build a big podcast. That's what it is. You know, everything that I do, it is branded Big Podcast. I've got this new daily newsletter. It's called Big Podcast Daily. This episode is the audio edition of what I call Big Podcast Insider. That's the weekly newsletter that I send out every Friday morning, New York City time. The book is called Big Podcast. This podcast, Build a Big Podcast, and needless to say, sometimes things get a little confusing, not only for the people that I want to consume this stuff, but for me as well. So work with me, man. Like I said, Big Podcast Insider, it comes out every Friday morning, New York City time. This is the audio edition of that newsletter on this issue. We'll do it live. That's more like, we'll do it live. Local, local. Podcast burnout. Have you given up yet? The slow burn of podcasting. Classified ads for you, things that I think will help you grow your podcast, make more money with it, get more people talking about your podcast. This episode of Build a Big Podcast is brought to you by Riverside.fm. It's a virtual studio that makes recording and editing at the highest quality possible, accessible to anyone. This is the kind of thing that you used to have to pay a lot of money for, or I used to do this with NPR. You used to have to hire somebody to go to somebody's house, somebody's location, put a mic up in front of their face, get a local recording that way. We call it a double ender. That is automatic when you're with Riverside.fm. And not only that, using the power of AI, you can create magic clips. That's what they call them. That will transform your long-form recording, your longer podcast, into bite-sized chunks. Don't ask me how it works. It's AI, man. But you know, this is 2024. AI is a thing now. It automatically identifies the best moments and clips them out for you. It makes your production, if you're doing any kind of social media work, so much easier. You can try this for free. They'll give you a couple of hours to check it out. The URL is riverside.fm. Go there, sign up for a free account. All these features that I'm talking about, they are available to you. You can get an interview, maybe two interviews. Check it out. See how it works. If you like it, and I think you will, here's a discount code that will get you 15% off the paid plan. The code Big Podcast. <laughs> there it is again. Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-E. That's going to get you 15% off. The URL is riverside.fm. Go there right now. Sign up for a free account when you want to keep on going. Here's the discount code again. Big Podcast, B-I-G-P-O-D-C-A-S-T. If you want to follow along with me, see the written version of this episode, you can do that at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. I talked about what we're going to cover. I'm going from thing to thing to thing. And in between each of these things, you're going to hear this sound. We'll do it live! <laughs> that comes from the first story. Let's talk about this. You heard that phrase. This is where it comes from. It's an inside joke among podcasters, radio hosts, and even musicians. I interviewed a group on Music Business Radio. They had a live album. And it was called, We'll Do It Live. I said, Bill O'Reilly. They said, oh yeah. This is before he became the Bill O'Reilly. I mean, he was big. He was doing major market news, LA, New York. Inside Edition was the show. And that's what this clip is from. It's a tabloid show, kind of like a current affair. This was in the 90s. And this is a clip of him completely losing it on his producer. I'm going to play this for you because I think this is such a great example of the stress that we feel in the studio and the people who work with us as hosts that keep it together even when we don't. Check this out. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what... 
Whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. No, there is. We are going to do Sting, yeah. Okay, but... Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no, there's no words on it. Okay. Any? Sure. There's yeah. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? It's, it's Sting is going to do... It's a video. Sting video. What is for credits? I don't know what that means to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. Yeah. All right, go, go. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it. Okay. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. And we will leave you with a. I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. No. We'll do it live. F it. Do it live. I can. I'll write it and we'll do it live. Right. Fucking thing sucks. In five, four, three. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today. I'm Bill O'Reilly. Thanks again for watching. We'll leave you with Sting and a cut off his new album. Take it away. That's Bill O'Reilly doing it live. How did he not know what play it out means? <laughs> Anyway, I get it. When you're working on a deadline, that can be stressful, but it doesn't mean you have to lose your cool. And it doesn't mean if you're working with somebody like that who does lose his cool, that you have to put up with that. Last week, I dropped by a local NPR affiliate, WPLN. This is the Nashville NPR affiliate. They've got a daily show called This Is Nashville. And this is real radio. Not a podcast, although it does come out as a podcast. If you want to listen to it, just search This Is Nashville, wherever you get your podcast. It's a 60-minute show, down to the second. And every day when the clock hits noon, they are on the air, ready or not. As you can imagine, there's a lot of pressure to be on. And a lot of unknowns, especially because it's a guest-heavy show. The episode that I saw, six different guests in various combinations. People are moving them in, they're moving them out. They've got two guests. They bring a third guest on for the next segment. It was very cool to watch. And it was as smooth as a solid gold limousine on cloud tires. I was talking to the host beforehand. Completely laid back. He's ready for it. And he got in there not knowing what he's getting into because you never do with a guest, let alone six guests. Pulled it off. Quick-witted. Great at reading. I'm going to connect with him again because I need some of those tips, man. <laughs> People always say that about me, but I'm like, no, 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 no. You are hearing an edited version. I'm not going in there and doing it live. I have done that, but not five days a week. Here's the big thing that I want you to take away from this, from Bill O'Reilly, from this story about the local NPR station. You cannot get the best out of yourself or your guests or the people you work with when you work in a stressful environment or work with jerks. I've been in various studios all of my life. Music studios, radio studios, film and television studios, photography studios. One person can kill it for people. One person can come in and suck the energy out of the room. I think that can sometimes be beneficial for you as a host because you can get used to dealing with that kind of pressure. Take a deep breath, pace yourself, basically ignore the person, compartmentalize what you're doing, get through it. And then when you do have a great crew, it's that much easier for you to get something good on tape or get something good on film. But it's not a situation that you want to be involved with every day. I've seen more people canned, no matter what the job, 
makeup artists, photographers, videographers, engineers, hosts, from simply losing their cool and being difficult to work with, than talent. Talent will only take you so far. This is something I saw all the time when I was working in the music industry. There is a point in time when people will put up with your bad behavior, and that is if you're selling records. If you got the number one album, yeah, they're going to put up with you for a little while. But the moment that album drops, they're done. I remember one artist I was working with, and this is embarrassing for this guy. When we talk about talent, this guy was amazing. And he knew it. He goes into the record label and completely lays into the promotion department saying, you're not promoting this. It's not doing as well as it should, blah, blah, blah. Lays into him. And it was a good record. People just weren't into it. Maybe it was ahead of its time. Sounded kind of like the Beatles. I mean, well-written songs, well-produced, very, very good. And they just let it drop. Must have pissed somebody off because, I mean, they walked away from it. I think it's a very old school thing, kind of what Bill O'Reilly did here. And you see this sometimes in radio still. There's a host here, a well-known radio host that kind of has that top-down approach. And he'll yell at people and he thinks he's motivating. This guy owns the company. He's been very successful with it. And that is the leadership style that you sign on for when you go there. Some people respond to it. In general, most people don't, especially younger people. And when I say younger people, I mean younger than me. (laughs) You get somebody in their 20s and 30s, they're not used to it. They're just not going to. And this guy's actually had a problem with this because as his older fans die out, because there's a business around this show, a business around this media company that he owns. As his older fans die out or move on or whatever, I mean, because we're like cigarette companies, you know, we've got people always dying. We've got to bring new people in. Most people do not stick with us throughout their lives. So these new kids, they're not responding to him like the older people did. He's like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? He's brought in new people, kind of what we'll call radio host junior, people that can fill in for him, do live events for him, trying to connect with a younger audience so his audience doesn't just die but it's not working. I mean, this guy has something going. The company was built on his charisma. He's just a jerk to work for. And it's a predicament. He's having a hard time holding on to people, not just the new talent that he's trying to bring in, but the people that are working on the staff with him, the engineers, the editors, the people working under him. And that's why I bring this up. These old school guys, they're still in this business. Sometimes they're tough to work with. Is it an opportunity? Yeah. But Don't think you have to put up with it. Don't think that everybody is this way. There are a lot of really great guys in the studio. I love being in the studio when I've got a great crew. There is nothing better. Watching these guys on This Is Nashville, amazing. A well-oiled machine. You can have that. Don't think that everybody's like Bill O'Reilly. You want more thoughts on this? I've got them linked. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. We'll do it live! Local, local. Speaking of going local, if you want to get listeners quickly, that's a great way to do it. Go local. I've got some guys in Nashville. They've got an Instagram account. They've got a YouTube channel. They've got a podcast. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This is a great example of people building a following with a huge limitation of what they can and they can't cover. Is it in Nashville? Yeah, they're going to cover it. Is it outside of Nashville? They're not going to. And this is one of the things that I see with a lot of podcasters. They say, I want to do something for everybody. That's not big enough. Okay, well, look, These guys have 70,000 followers on Instagram. They've got a big podcast. They've got sponsors. They've got opportunities. If you want to do these things quickly, local is the way to go. 
One of the reasons that it's great is because there's no way that you can copy it if you're outside the area. Again, I'm in Nashville. Could I do something in Memphis? Yeah, maybe. If I'm going to make a three or four hour drive every once in a while, make that content, but I'm really not going to know the community. Even though I lived there for several years, I've got friends down there. I'm not going to be able to copy what I would do here down there. You don't have to travel for it. How great is that? You can go to your local media outlets, do partnerships. Think about this. You're hanging out. Hey, where are you from? Oh, from Nashville. Oh, I'm from Nashville. Really? Were you born there? Yeah, me too. Where'd you go to school? Now the conversation is interesting. Local, local is where it's at. And it can be very local. Three locals, local, local, and local. Per listener, the most popular podcast I've ever done was one about my neighborhood. My neighborhood, about 1,500 houses. I was working on a project to get more trees in the ground. I wanted to build awareness for this project. So I started a weekly podcast. It was basically five to seven minutes of neighborhood stuff. Is it exciting? Not unless you're in the neighborhood. But if you're in the neighborhood, it gets very interesting. For example, here's where the construction is this week. You're going to need to take a detour here. Here are the bills that the city council is looking at this week. Here's where farmer's market is this week. Here's the new building that's coming up on this street. I know what it is. And here are the details. Five to seven minutes. It's basically a neighborhood calendar. Now you could have something like that. Somebody wants to listen in the car. You could combine that with a newsletter. Who's going to be interested in that? A lot of people in my neighborhood, real estate agents. They are all trying to break into this neighborhood. Why? We've got a lot of houses. It's a very desirable neighborhood and they are pricey. Those real estate agents start adding up the commission. Cha-ching. I want to get in on this. All right. I got to wait for you to get in on this. I've got one third of the people in this neighborhood listening to this podcast. Wouldn't you like for them to think of you when they're selling their house? when they're buying their house or the people who are coming to the neighborhood, they want more information about it. They do a search on the internet. They find this podcast, find this newsletter. Do you want them to call you because you're the one that can hook them up on the house that they want? It's a very competitive market, very desirable listeners. There's no waste. It's only the people that you want listening. So if I've got 500 people listening per week, they're going to be like, oh yeah, this is great. This is great. That's better than a general podcast about the city Maybe 1,000, 2,000 people listen to it because it's only in the neighborhood you want. And it's not just real estate agents that would want that. Maybe a local coffee shop. That's who I did the sponsorship with. It was great. Before anything was on the air, $5,000 deal. Crazy, right? That's the kind of thing that you can do going local. It's very, I've got this example linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. You can do this anywhere and everywhere. I'll give you another example. There is a guy that goes to downtown Nashville about four days a week. And he's probably there, let's say it's 15 hours a week. He just walks around. He straps a couple cameras on him and he walks around live streaming. He's built a community. He gets him free to every club. Maybe the clubs are paying him. I don't know the business model, except that I know he's got a chat room on YouTube and these guys are subscribing to the channel. They love watching him walk around Broadway and the downtown Nashville area. Why is that? Maybe they used to live here in Nashville. It brings back memories. Maybe their friends are in the chat room. Maybe they had a vacation here. They had such a good time. They want to extend those good feelings when they're home alone on a Friday night. I just watched him last night. We're kind of snowed in right now. I wanted to see if he was down there. About two degrees tonight. 
That's how cold it is. <laughs> Snow's coming down. Roads are starting to get icy. And this guy is walking around streaming two cameras on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook and having a blast. He'd go into a club, and this happened several times over the night. Walk in, hey, Pierre, they know him. They know him. A dude from Haiti. He's not even from around here. So if you're worried about being local, local for your local, local podcast or your live stream or whatever you're doing, you don't even have to be from around the area. Just be part of the area. Love the area. Be open to it. Keep showing up. Like I said, he's probably down there 15 hours a week, maybe more, at least four days, four evenings a week. I've got everything linked. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. We'll do it live. Podcast burnout. Let's have a conversation about this. Nine out of 10 creators say they experience creator burnout. Do you worry about these things? The stress of earning a living, a sense of responsibility to listeners, parasocial relationships. And by that, I mean, let me tell you a story. Speaking of downtown Nashville, I was downtown. I was at a live broadcast for Sirius XM. We've got a studio down there. And there's a lady in the audience talking about this guy. He's a country singer. Oh, he's a mama's boy. Oh man, yeah, she's talking about him like she knows him. And I'm assuming she does know him because Music City USA, we've got a lot of people that work in this business. I know a lot of these guys. He had no idea she existed. She was just a fan. Oh man, he's just a mama's boy. Yeah, he did this back in. I mean, she's going into the details. Yeah, he went to high school in this. I mean, it was crazy. That's a parasocial relationship. And that is something that can happen to you. It happens to me. People feel like they know me, even though I have no idea they exist. Now, that's not to say if you write to me, send me something via social media, I'm not going to ignore you. I mean, I know you exist if you reach out, but when you're putting out a show, podcast, radio show, whatever, you're reaching a ton of people. You don't know who you're reaching. And sometimes those people have relationships with you that you don't know about. I think it's good. I think it's fine. To take it back to Pierre, the guy who's walking around Broadway live streaming things, he's bringing a sense of goodwill and fun to these people. He is their connection to that. You are that connection to somebody in your audience. Are you worried about that kind of stuff? That's number three. Four, constant connection and sometimes hate. I feel this way a lot in that I feel like my world is never off. Back in the day, if you entered your household, you didn't have a mobile phone attached to you. Maybe you had a computer, depending on how old you are. But even 20 years ago, 25 years ago, definitely. To connect on a computer, (laughs) the modem, man. It wasn't a 24-7 connection, not until cable modems came along. And then we had that. Then we had ISDN and we've got fiber. We've got whatever else we've got now. Still got cable. That plus the mobile phones are keeping us connected 24-7. It is a different reality than what we were in. And that can be stressful. That's what I talk about. Number four, constant connection and sometimes hate. Number five, inability to expand creatively. Imagine you're ACDC. ACDC's been around almost 50 years. Hard to believe. And people want an ACDC album. They don't want a flute player. They don't want an orchestra. They don't want a waltz, a polka. They want ACDC. That's why people go to them. This can be a stress. You're like, ah, oh, man, got to do another album. I mean, don't they see me? I do more than this. Everybody wants you for the hits. 
I worked on a prank call record. This was 25 years ago. This guy imitates an old woman, Melba. <laughs> who call talk radio impersonating an old woman and flip things on him. You're not Melba. Pretty funny gag. And I used to joke around with him because he also did music. He said, man, <laughs> if I become actually Melba's age and people say, oh, do the old lady, do the old lady. They don't want to hear my music. It's like getting known for a novelty record. It's got to be awful, right? Right said Fred, I'm too sexy. You know, that's a real band. Huge in Germany. And some great pop songs. That album, whew, amazing. They're known for a novelty hit. It is hard to break out of something when it becomes that big. Island Boys, they're going to have a hard time breaking out of that. Reality TV stars, porn, you're going to have a hard time breaking out of that. Let me go through these again, because this is important. One, stress of earning a living. Two, sense of responsibility for listeners. Three, parasocial relationships. Four, constant connection. And sometimes hate people coming to you with negativity. Five, feeling the inability to expand creatively. I've got some good advice. It's linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. My favorite piece of this advice, get offline. Close the door. Go in your house. Don't have a connection. Leave your house, touch grass, meet people. That's actually going to make you a better host. Go out and have some experiences, man. Not all experiences are online. It is very easy to do, especially if you're like me, two degrees in Nashville and you're locked in your house. Sit around feeling like you're having a connection. You don't have to go anywhere. I'm watching all these guys trying to get out in it, driving on ice. No, why do that when you can sit around at home? That's the kind of connection we have, not just when it's icy or cold, the connection we have all the time. Oh man, I'm just gonna sit this one out. I'm telling you not to. Get out in the real world. Meet the people who are impacted by your podcast. Meet other podcasters. One of the best things you can do to reinvigorate yourself as a podcaster, go to a podcasting conference. Get out, meet other people. You can do it. I've got more thoughts on this. And if you're burnt out, ways that you can help get out of that burnout. I've been doing this for a long time. I've talked about it here on this episode, 25, almost 30 years. It happens. If you work long enough, you're going to have burnout. Just like you're going to have heat, a time when people care about you, you're going to have a time when you're getting lucky, and you're going to have times when people couldn't care less. But you're in the game, man. You're in the game. If you want to stick in the game, I've got some tips for you. Newsletter.bigpodcast.com. We'll do it live! Have you given up yet? How many people with resolutions for the new year have given up by now? Hopefully not you. Planning things out, spending money, I've got a joke for you. It's visual. This is a newsletter. You got to go to newsletter.bigpodcast.com to see it. It is about buying gear. If you're like me and a lot of podcasters, you've got big plans for the new year every time it comes around. And then what do you do? Buy microphones or buy stuff. Confuse consumption with action. Not the same thing. Anyway, it's a funny joke. It's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. By the way, if you are thinking about getting a mic, I'm curious what you would get. You know what I would get? This is like the cheapest quality mic that you could get. I would get an SM57 by sure. Boring, I know, but it is a workhorse. It can easily be EQ'd to sound like a more expensive mic. If you're curious about how to do that, I've got that link too at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. We'll do it live! The slow burn of podcasting. I've got a daily newsletter on podcasting. I've talked about it, daily.bigpodcast.com. It takes time to build something. 
And this image that I've got, you'll see it at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. This thing's two months old. And Google sends me this thing. Hey, congratulations. 15 clicks came in the second month. 15. That is me writing on this newsletter every day. The first month, five clicks. So you could say, well, you've tripled the number of clicks, but it's still 15 clicks. 60 days of this thing, 20 clicks for writing on a newsletter five days a week. There's a saying we've got in the music business, an overnight sensation takes seven years. And this is almost always true. Almost. Sometimes something hits instantly. Talked about the Island Boys. (laughs) Then what? Nothing. They disappear. That is a very hard gate to break out of. People think of you as novelty. You are not mentally ready for the success. You are not skilled enough to keep the success going. Maybe you just got lucky because some of this stuff, it is luck. The stars have aligned, man. You're in the right place at the right time. And to be fair to these guys, if you want to win, you've got to play. The more you're out there, the more stuff you do, the more opportunities you have to be in the right place at the right time. I don't believe in just luck, but I think to an extent, all of us are getting lucky anytime we do well at anything related to podcasting, books, content, YouTube, Instagram, live events. There's an element of luck. Chewbacca mom, what happened to her? 200 million people saw the Chewbacca mom video. She has had coverage on Good Morning America, The Late Late Show with James Gordon, The New York Times, People Magazine, Cosmo. What is she doing? She's not hitting 200 million people. Virality is great when you can get it. But the best way to take advantage of it is to have a slow burn foundation. Know what you would do if something takes off. Are you ready for it? You ready to build a mailing list? Are you ready to hit them with other great content that you've got? Do you have the skills to deliver great content or did you just get lucky? Lightning in a bottle, put on a mask, ah, ha, 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 laugh about it and it just so happened to connect to people. Look, look, there's nothing wrong with this lady. Island Boys, great. They've got some talent. They did something that connected to people and they have connected to more people than most of us will ever connect with. But if you want to expand on that, this is how to do it. A slow burn foundation. I've got information about how to make that happen. That's at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. We'll do it live. Classified ads for you, things that will help you to grow your podcast, get more people to your podcast, make people care about your podcast, make money with your podcast. Swell AI is one of those things that automates writing podcast summaries, articles, social posts, and more. You can manage multiple shows in one dashboard. Build custom templates for each show. It is very easy to use. It connects to Dropbox, Google Drive, and Zoom. You can get started for free. These are automated episode notes. How great would it be to outsource that to AI? You can do it with Swell AI and you can start for free. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Audio. Explore thousands of high-quality songs to use in your podcast. Also, sound effects. There's new music added daily. If you want to step up your production, audio is a great way to do this. I've got it linked at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. When you are ready, here's how I can help you even more. If you want to shortcut building a podcast that people care about, let's talk about how to do that. Big Podcast Daily, I've already talked about that. That's at daily.bigpodcast.com. Short daily emails to help you grow an audience, attract clients, 
and make money via podcasting. I've got this podcast. If you haven't subscribed to it, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe will let you do that. I've got a free podcast growth toolkit, the Swiss Army Knife of Podcasting. That is free. It is available at bigpodcast.com. And all of these links, you will find them at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Everything that I've just mentioned is free of charge to you. If you've got a budget, you want to throw a little money behind this for under $750, Big Podcast Amp, it is the audio monetization program, personalized coaching for indie podcasters to help you grow your podcast, build your authority, your brand, and reputation. It is very easy. I talked about having a connection with other podcasters, something to get you out of burnout, letting you know that you're not the only one that's doing this. Getting connected online so when you go offline to these podcasting conferences, you're going to know people that are there. You're going to have instant rapport with them because you're all working on the same thing. You're going to know that they're serious. They're not going to waste your time. If you want to get instantly connected to these people and also personally work with me, it's called Big Podcast AMP. That stands for Audio Monetization Program. And you will find information about that at newsletter.bigpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. If you want to make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe. I talked about that. It is free. And you can go to bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I've got three links for you. One for iPhone, one for Android, one's an RSS feed. However you get your podcast, I'm going to work with you to get Build a Big Podcast to you. Every week, sometimes more than once a week, we will talk about just what the title says, Building a Big Podcast. That means growing your audience, making something people care about, making money with your podcast. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That's going to get you hooked up. You will never miss an episode. And if you go there now and you click one of those three links, I will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. See you soon.